The Dodgers best the Twins 10-3 in this series opener. Two-game set at Dodger Stadium. One down, one to go. Let's break it down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Tuesday, August 9th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. And get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. Brandon, twins fall to the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Joe Ryan, Julio Urias tonight. And Urias was fantastic for seven innings against this twins lineup. A lineup that is worse against left-handed pitching this year. And I think that's even more pronounced without Kyle Garlic. Well, you say it's August 9th where you are, but it's August 10th where <laughs> I am. So it was, yeah, it was... Uh, it's not really a fair measuring stick for the twins to be measured against the Dodgers. And if we're being completely honest, they won't face each other until the world series, if that were to come, but it was a good indication of where the twins are right now in terms of where they need to be. You can blame it on whether they're healthy. You can blame it on whether Julio Urias was very, very good. But I think the biggest thing we saw from the Dodgers tonight with 15 hits, 10 runs and, um, until late, just four for 15 with runners in square position, five for 16 as the game ended, was the depth of that team. Every player who played for the Dodgers um, on offense got a hit. And early on, they were getting beat by guys like Gallo, Bellinger, Muncie. And then once the rest of the team turns it on, whether it's Mookie or Freeman or the other turner, Trey, um, you know, you just don't really have that much of a chance against these guys. And so they made it look easy. It doesn't mean the Twins aren't a good team. It doesn't mean the Twins aren't going to be right where they need to be when the when the whistle ends at the end of the season. But it was a pretty good reality check for a Twins team that is now tied for first place with the Cleveland Guardians. So the White Sox, things are looking really good today. The White Sox lose the first half of their doubleheader. You're thinking, okay, maybe the Twins will actually get some help from the Royals and Tigers today. And then the three outcomes you were not looking for happened in the nightcaps. The White Sox won the second half of their doubleheader. Cleveland won and the Twins lost. So now Chicago a game and a half back and Cleveland tied up with the Twins in first place. This is the first time the Twins would be out of a playoff spot at the end of a day since Buxton hit that homer off Liam Hendricks in April, which is pretty wild, Brandon. That's over 100 days the Twins have been at least in a playoff spot in the American League. Well, and for a minute there in the Tigers game, it looked like Javi Baez might have tied it late against the uh, against Shane Bieber. So there, there was a moment there even later in the day where it looked like things were going to be going good for the Twins, which... I mean, you get to see a lot of baseball ahead of yours when you play these late-night games, and I don't know if that makes you any more or less eager or anxious to see your team play at night. But, yeah, you know, I'm sure a lot of Twins fans weren't feeling too great 
about the Twins' chances going into this one, and you can understand why. Um, Joe Ryan obviously struggled. Uh, both of the bullpen guys, uh, McGill and Pagan, both looked shaky. It was just not a good day for, for the Minnesota Twins, and when you play like that against the Dodgers, you're almost always going to take the L. It didn't stop Byron Buxton from hitting his 27th homer of the season. A two-run shot in the eighth made it 8-3 uh, to three at that time. Buck gets number 27 on his way to 30, Brandon, maybe even 35, dare I say 40 on the season. It, it has been an interesting year. We've talked about it quite a bit, but to still see him have 27 homers on August 9th, it's pretty sweet. It, it, it certainly is, and if he gets to 40, that's really going to mean the Twins have turned a corner, and the Twins need to see that from the top of the order. Not just Buxton, but Carlos Correa, as continued whispers come across that people think, oh, maybe he will opt back in with Trey Turner and Dansby Swanson hitting free agency this year and having, you could say, almost certainly better years than Correa is. And Bogarts. Yeah, Xander Bogarts, another really good one that, um, that I neglected to mention, too. So... Again, too, and tonight, top of the order for the Twins, top of the order for the Dodgers, just not a comparison. Bottom of the order, obviously not a comparison because the Twins were just completely helpless down there. I I hate to take my cap off or, or tip my cap to anybody, but you can't do it for anybody. When you look at the schedule, is there a tougher – circle on the schedule than these two probably not on the road at the Dodgers I still think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball so mm-hmm. to me this is the toughest series of the year and you're facing Urias with Joe Ryan on the mound no I do think tomorrow can be better for the twins Brandon when I was looking at this series this two game set maybe expected this tonight and then tomorrow I feel like the twins have a chance with Sonny Gray going against Ryan Pepio it looks like the rookie for the Dodgers that's Kershaw's spot in the rotation He's on the injured list. Imagine if it was Kershaw again tomorrow. That would be disastrous for the Twins. It will not be, and it looks like it's going to be the rookie, Pepio, who's right-handed. Twins are better against right-handed pitchers this year, and I think they're going to have a much better opportunity Wednesday. Maybe not a good opportunity, but better, hopefully. For sure, and when you look at this team, and I was kind of thinking about this, assessing the landscape of MLB on the whole, no matter what happens in October, there's going to be some really, really, really good teams sitting at home watching the World Series, wondering why it isn't them. Because the Mets and the Dodgers can't both make it. I certainly think that, you know, either St. Louis or Milwaukee has a chance to be a pretty good ball club. The Yankees are great. The Astros are great. Whoever comes out of the Central is going to be at least very good. We're all, like, I've made the joke, this Twins-Braves World Series is going to be a lot of fun coming up here. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people upset that the Padres and the Astros, for instance, are sitting at home. But, yeah, and to get Pepio tomorrow, you know, again, too, you, you see the Dodgers' depth in pitching-wise. Yeah. He's not bad. I'm not saying he's bad. You know, it's just like. They have guys they can turn to, and then, too, they strike gold with guys like Trace Thompson, who. Yep. Was a was one of their prospects back in the day, and and so they they have guys come out of not necessarily nowhere, but they turn Justin Turner, Max Muncie into the guys that they have become over their careers. It's just a team that you would love to emulate, outside of the fact that they can spend money and maybe a little beat down here to just kind of bring the Twins back to earth, which they've been, I guess you could say, coming back to earth for a, a month or or better now. Um, maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing, though, and let's see if they can get after Pepio tomorrow. 
I, I look and I see nine, their nine toughest games remaining, two at the Dodgers, three at Houston, four at New York against the Yankees. And I'm just, I'm hoping there's some way they can go four and five in those nine games. But what we saw on the AL East trip, Brandon, they went five and four. I think this team can hang with good teams. I think they have the star power to do it. You mentioned the depth with the Dodgers. It's just tough to match. But we've seen the Twins hang with some good teams all year long, even when they are banged up. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they'll do that again Wednesday. Well, and the Pirates beat the Dodgers sometimes. Yeah. The, the Tigers beat the Guardians sometimes, uh, certainly not often enough. But it's, uh, it's a funny game. And to me, and I always kind of come back to this, the good teams and the bad teams, as much as we think they're separated, like, for instance, the Dodgers have a huge lead on everyone. Big league players that are, are good or decent versus very, very good, that gap is, it might seem wide, but because they're so good of players, you know, best in the world at what they do, the gap is is so narrow that on any given day, you know, if the Dodgers play the Pirates 10 times, they might win seven and the Pirates win three. Well, you wouldn't expect that looking at both teams. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the Twins fare down the stretch against those teams, but I think four and five would have to be considered a massive win. Brandon, thanks for staying up. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you for your comments always. Locked on Sports Minnesota. Join us. We'll be here for the rest of the year. Can't wait. Brandon, thank you, sir. Get some rest.